For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody and welcome back. Uh, We are talking to Liz Edgington. Uh, Liz, we've talked about good things you've done in ministry, bad things in ministry. Um, now today, uh, it's good for some uh, encouragement. Uh, so what's a truth that gives you perspective and encouragement in ministry? What's, you know, one truth or maybe a few uh, that you reflect on continually, something that the Lord has brought to mind? And you've kind of shared some of that, but uh, but some, some other truths for us that have been encouraging uh, to you in ministry. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, an encouraging truth I cling to. Um, and the one that I do need my body, people around me, uh, my church, my leaders to remind me of is it's God's work and not mine, truly. Um, Henry Nowen has this quote in in his book, In the Name of Jesus, that I really love, where he says, we are not the healers. We are not the reconcilers. Hmm. We're not the givers of life. We are simple, broken, vulnerable people who need as much care as anyone we care for. The mystery of ministry is that we've been chosen to make our own very limited and very conditional love the gateway for the unlimited and unconditional love of God. Mm, um, and I need that reorienting, gosh, all the time. Um, Absolutely. He, he's chosen me for this. I'm so grateful. I really love what I get to do. I do feel called to ministry and to the church first and foremost, even beyond counseling and to, to cling to the fact he gives the faith, he gives the gifts and the amounts he sees fit to give. Um, even though sometimes I want more, I want to be better at speaking in front of people and not sweaty while I'm doing this podcast interview with you because <laughs> I'm so nervous. Um, you know, it's, sometimes I want what I don't have and what he hasn't given me. And we're encouraged to ask, but also to trust that he gives the amounts of grace and of gifts he sees fit. Mm. And I'm to be faithful to representing him and sharing the gospel and to, to loving by and and through him. However, he is the one who woos hearts and opens eyes. Mm. Um, So someone, someone told me early in youth ministry, not to look for fruit, quote unquote fruit until three years in. Mm. (laughs) And uh, thank God for that statement. Uh, (laughs) Because I didn't imagine what a long game, like a long-term game it would be just not game, but, uh, to have a long-term perspective over mm-hmm. pouring into loving and sharing the gospel of kids, um, especially in youth ministry. And now that I moved out of it even a little bit more this semester at my church. It is just such a hard, I think it's the hardest ministry in church, really. You're, because you're working with families and students and students are in this culture that's shifting so quickly with technology and um, the variables are endless and volunteers are in and out and recruiting volunteers and pouring into them and training and, uh, it's it's such a multifaceted ministry, and I love that about it. And I think it's so difficult. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think to honor that reality, gosh, like you've been called into really hard ministry where often parents and pastors above you don't even understand the work you're doing or how hard it is or the many many dimensions of it and how much support you might need because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not instantaneous. Like as you know, John, too, sitting with kids, you like. 
some are so engaging and it's such a joy to kind of chat back and forth and some are, uh, you're never going to know what they're thinking and where they are with faith and you keep plugging away and pursuing them and inviting and sharing Jesus. But, uh, gosh, you never know. And if you're in ministry for instantaneous fruit, you've chosen the wrong career, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's not how it works. Yeah. 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 And it is, I mean, like you say, it's, can seem like one of the hardest uh, jobs in the church. I mean, it is, like you said, you're dealing with parents, you're dealing with students, and then you're also dealing with volunteers trying to train. You've had all these different facets you're dealing with. Um, and then for the most part, you're 24, 25, 26. And That's so right. yeah. you don't have the life experience or the, the ministry experience, but there's all this responsibility thrown at you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of plates spinning and a lot um, that can be discouraging. And so, uh, like you said, it is, that's just some good perspective. It's the Lord's ministry. You know, it's ultimately about him. Um, it's not about, you know, us and <clears throat> us making a name for ourselves or us being the savior. Um, yeah, it just shifts the focus off of ourselves. And anyway, that's a, some great perspective. Yeah. And I want to say it too, with a caveat, because I lived a pretty, and probably still do, I, I tend toward disconnection um, from myself, from emotion, from, I love to live in my the, theological abstract um, concepts. And part of that's because God made me to love theology and um, knowledge, but part of it's where I hide. So for a long time, and I'd say up, up even until till, uh, the counseling program at RTS, I had the, it's of God, not me. Like it's, you know, if a parent comes up and thanks me for something, or I did an okay job leading worship and someone says, you did a great job leading worship, my immediate reaction and I mean reaction not like receiving was no it's all Jesus you know it's Mm. it's all his work and not mine and I I do think that I was missing a really important reality in saying that because I was reacting defensively Um, I was ashamed of being seen and being valued but it really is by in and through us like we are united with Jesus he's going to use you and you're not perfect and I didn't lead worship or teach perfectly that wasn't why they were thanking me but um I, that's such an error we can make by saying it's all Jesus too, instead of it's him united to us. You don't do this without him. Yes. It's all by in and through him and it is his work, but he, he uses us and he uses the gifts he's given us and who we are. You know, there's some personhoodness involved with us. That's important to identify uh, that I didn't for a long time. Mm. Yeah. That, that is a good caveat to throw in there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Lord absolutely does use us. And even though we are broken, it pleases him to use um, his right. children in his ministry. Um, and yeah, ultimately the, the glory and praise goes to him. Um, but at the same time, um, he does allow us to partake and to be, to be part, you know, part of that ministry. Uh, so that's a good um, mm. truth to point out as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I'd say, you know, I'm a big justification girl here. Um, (laughs) My, um, that's right. (laughs) If you're going to air anywhere, air there. (laughs) Um, If I had to pick three kind of truths I return to, they're going to be, it is finished. Mm -hmm. And that's not about me earning, proving myself, my, my righteousness, kind of earning salvation, earning grace. Um, It's going to be, I believe, help my unbelief, living in the tension of life and of, um, the now but not yet inaugurated eschatology type stuff where like yeah. we live and God has come and he has not come back yet to redeem everything and make it all right. 
and then Jesus wept. So grieving and the importance of lament, those three truths, it is finished, I believe, help my unbelief, and Jesus wept are really, really big ones that I come back to. Mm, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, those are three good ones. I mean, just to have on a note card in your on your dashboard or on the mirror, you know, in the bathroom as you get up in the morning, just seeing those, um, vitally important. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something, again, I, I keep talking about Rankin Wilborn's union in Christ um, and just that one reality that our future is secured. Um, you know, it is, we know where we're headed. Uh, that's we right. The finished work of Jesus, it's, it is, it's finished, it's done. Uh, so we yeah. don't have to fear or worry. We know the end of the story. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the truth of help my unbelief. Uh, there are days you wake up and uh, you can't wait to get into, I mean, speaking personally, I can't wait to get into the word and have that alone time uh, with my father. But then there are other days where I just sleep in and can't get up and I don't know what I'm reading. And Surely uh, not, John. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yes. Shocker. We can all relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are some, some excellent truths just to continue to come back to, um, and speak those to yourselves. And that just goes, you know, back to, um, Martin Lloyd Jones, you know, saying we've got to stop listening to ourselves and start talking to ourselves. Um, mm. that we, we've got to, to speak that truth back to our, our sinful heart that is feeding us, uh, feeding us with lies, um, every day. Um, so mm. those are some good ones, uh, Liz, thanks again for that. Yeah, you're most welcome. Thanks, John. 